It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello, and welcome to Accelerate. It's another edition of Frontline Friday with my how many specials are we going to give you today? Special, special guest. We'll give it to Bridget Gleason. How are you doing today? I love it. I'm Andy, I'm doing great. And I like being special, special. Okay. So well, thank I, think we, you. I think we did three last time. I, don't, I, don't, I know. Don't say that. I don't like going backwards. Yeah, I don't you want don't you to feel like you've been everybody. Right. Don't demoted. Just, yeah, I don't want to feel demoted. like I've been demoted. <laughs> yeah, thank only, you. Don't do that. Only a two-star general today, not a three-star. <sighs> okay. <sighs> okay. But yeah. You know, there's like an endless inflation. We get into like great inflation. We just want to be careful here. So, um, so how you doing? Good? I'm doing. Y- yes, yes, I am doing well. <laughs> now that for I thought a about it. Friday. No, it's. I mean, you know, Andy, you've been in this operating role. It's good, and it's always. Gosh, the role. Anybody out there listening? Who's? I, I've said it before. You're thinking you want to make it to this exalted position of VP of sales, breathe now, because once you get here, it's you just, it's you go, 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 go. I, it's how I'm wired, but um, well, be careful it doesn't what you, change. Be careful what you ask for as well. Be careful what you ask for, right. but it's a great, it's a, it's a, it's a, it can be a great role and it can be exhausting. So I'm known, doing great though. I'm yeah. doing great. Well, I mean, but to your point though, is I've known many people who have been very ambitious and, wanted to rise to the role of, of leading sales, you know, VP of sales, and smart, capable people, but found that for a variety of reasons, which we're going to sort of talk about here today, it it just didn't fit for them. And they took a step back, or two steps back in some cases. I've known some that have gone back to being just bag carriers, because quite frankly, the money was better in some cases, but also it just fit their lifestyle better. Yeah, and I think it's important, gosh... Andy, if we can remove our ego from some of the decision-making, we'll be in healthier, happier places. And I, I, I say that it, it's something I work on as well. And there was a CEO that came and spoke. Uh, I have a leadership series here. So I, I bring in different speakers and come talk to the team. And Yeah, I'm waiting for my C- invitation, by the way. You had remember you had an invitation, and then it was the very end of the quarter, and I canceled it. But you you have an open invitation. Okay, we just need to get on the calendar. Um, so, but the CEO was saying that he really he kind of rose through the ranks from starting as a sales engineer, actually an intern. It was sales engineer, and you know, let's say within ten years, he's he's now running this company, and his very similar to what you're saying Andy is his encouragement to the group was know the role know the role that you're going into before you take it because i was I, when asking him about being a ceo he said it's just another role at the company and he was thinking about he likes the role of the ceo but actually the role he likes better is product Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and he was saying, you know, after who knows how long this will last, this run will be, where it makes sense for him to be the president, he'd probably go back and take, and I shouldn't say back, his next role would be perhaps a VP of product. He just likes that role. And so the encouragement to just do what you love, do what you're good at, and 
you know, perhaps don't worry so much about is it what are the optics? Is it going up, back, sideways? Right. Exactly. And and to see if it's really a good fit. Yeah, I mean, you can't expect people to be completely without ego, but you have to understand when it's appropriate to use it or not. That's correct. Yeah. I agree. Well, along those same lines is is let's talk about motivation. Mm. I mean, sales is definitely a marathon. Actually, sales is a series of marathons, one after no, another. <laughs> it's like, some sprints. When you're sprinting in between, yes. sprint! Right, and you cross the finish line, the then you sprint. Then, sprint. <laughs> right, then you start yes. the marathon again. Because I, I started thinking about this last night. I uh, saw some clip about some woman that was running a marathon a week uh, for some sort of fundraiser, which is Jeez. a stupendous task you know, for somebody I'll that does say. that. And there's you I'll know, say. Uh, that gentleman from the Bay Area, Dean Caranides, or whatever his name is, who's done this before. I mean, it's it's not many people can do this. Mm-mm. But sales, in some respect, is that. I mean, every you've got this marathon... Gosh, every month is a marathon, basically, with a sprints, sprints at various times, like at the end of them. Um, how do you stay motivated in that environment? Because I think that you know, over the course of a long career in sales, it's inevitable that motivation issues pop up, I think, for everybody. Everybody. It, it's interesting that you ask this. Um, one of the reps scheduled time with me on last week, a week ago. And asked me this very, very question, slightly different, different wording. But he said, I, I feel like I'm in a slump. And it wasn't just, not just like a, I'm not making money slump, but just, it was hard for him to get himself motivated. And we had finished sort of the high of the end of the quarter. Mm -hmm. And you kind of go back to starting again. And he, he asked me this question what do you do? What do I do to help me, to help me through it? And as we talked about it, one of the things in the, and different people are going to be different. And what he sort of came to on his own, he's also an athlete, Mm -hmm. was sometimes you just have to, what did he call it? Swing through it or punch through it. That you just, you just keep going. You just keep going, and sometimes you keep the repetitive helps you to just move through it because, you know, things change. So that's one thing that resonated with him. The other thing that I told him that I, I tend to do when I'm perhaps in a slump is, or trying to stay motivated for whatever reason, or I'm having difficulties, is I, I try to zoom up and try to put the experience in context mm-hmm. to the greater of my life and what's happening and how it fits in. And just to really draw on the reservoir of good things that are happening in my life, in the company, in deals that I've had. I just, I, I really work and I'm very deliberate about drawing on these reservoirs of success that I've had. And good things that have happened because a lot of it, it's, it's, it's an emotional state. Mm -hmm. And I've probably said on here before, my job isn't, my job isn't to motivate people. Motivation is completely internal, but my job is to create an environment where motivated people can be successful. Right. And so if someone has a problem with motivation, the only person who can solve that is him or herself. 
Oh, I agree, hundred percent. And I, I liked what you said because I, for me, in terms of drawing on other parts of your life um, and things are going right there, and letting that you know spill over into your work, into your sales life. Yeah, for me, sometimes it's as simple as I know you're you know a regular runner. We've talked about that. You've got your run in already today. Is sometimes just a great run can be and, enough you know, just- that I can I can carry that feeling over into. You know, hard days, sales, a hard day of meetings, and so on. Um, and that's that's okay. That's you know, that's something you can build on. And you should be looking at those things outside of just right on your desk and the people next to you. Is what else is there in your life that that's as you said, as successful as working that you can draw on and bring that energy back into work? I love Andy that you didn't even have to ask me if I ran this morning. That you knew if the sun comes up and I'm not on my deathbed, I will have run. I'm an extremely disciplined person. I pray for your knees, by the way. I know, I know. I pray for my knees, too. But, you know, one of the reasons that I do, one of the reasons I run in the morning is because it gives me the ability to, I always have every day something to point to and say, if I feel like a capital L loser today. I'm having a horrible day. Nothing's going right. I'm not accomplishing anything. I have no, I know that I've run. I know that I've worked out. It's one thing that I have control over and that I do. And so part of the reason for me is that it gives me something every morning that throughout the day I can look back and say, well, at least I went for a run this morning. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's, it's been something that I've incorporated into my my life for many years, partially for the reason that we're describing, in addition to all the health benefits sans knees um, <laughs> that that I, I get from it, and a lot of mental. I get more from m- mental benefits from running than I think I do physical. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's running, exercise in general, because uh, I do a lot of swimming as well. Really, it's sort of meditation, because it's it's um you know i can't really think about anything when i'm doing it or at least i don't i just you know i just sort of empty my mind and just you know enjoy the scenery if i'm on a bicycle ride or a run or really just sort of focus on the bottom of the pool if i'm if i'm swimming or just competing with the person next to me yeah i when i'm swimming i'm the same when i'm running i try to i i listen to books on tape on tape, God, I'm old. I listen to books on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. I know what and you I know, I know, but other people may think, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> on, um, your, on your walk, man, you put in the cassette tape. That's right, exactly, and hopefully the, the tape doesn't ravel. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, but, I, but I'm very also intentional about what I listen to in the morning, and that I am cognizant of feeding my mind things that are positive and things that are constructive and things that are going to help me keep my motivation where it needs to be during the day. And I think it's important also to have your go-to people at work that are positive and that um, are constructive, that you've, you've got a safe place when you're feeling, God, I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling today, or I'm struggling this week, that there's, you've, you've got people that are going to help lift you up and out of it, as opposed to 
bring you down in it. Oh, everything's horrible here. Oh my God, I can see why. Oh, I know sales are so horrible. You don't, you don't need, when you're struggling with motivation, who you interact with is also, I think, really, really important mm-hmm. um, if you, if you want to move up and out of it. Yeah. And so, you know, part of that, I, I think, building what you just talked about is you can get motivation from, yeah, the right colleagues, the right boss, um, you know, or a sense of mission maybe about the, the work you're in, the industry you're serving, the customers you're serving, a mission of service itself for, for your customers. I mean, those can all be powerful motivators as well because sales is, you know, is a service industry. It is a service industry. And, you know, someone was asking me about this uh, last night that when I think about my job at Sumo Logic and what drives me and what I'm about here and what I want to accomplish here, um, I'm in service to my team, 100%. Mm-hmm. And if I can help them be better sales rep and better team members and better um, human beings, I, I feel like I've, I've done my job. And so, I again, it's, it's, a, it's a bit broader of a view than my self-worth coming and my motivation only being around hitting a number. I believe that by doing these other things and being in service to my team, um, well, but my results do show that I end up getting the, uh, I end up getting to the result that the company also cares about, mm-hmm. which is um, a revenue number. I care about that too, but I, the way that I get there is in service to my team. And that, that's a more rewarding, fulfilling, and ultimately motivating factor for me than just, hey, I got to hit the number. Yeah. I mean, for me, motivation for doing this podcast five days a week is the same thing. It's uh, you know, serving, the, serving the audience and the listeners because uh, we bring great content, great conversations like this that, that people can draw on in their own work. And I sort of you have to have that sense of service as as part of your mission to be able to do that type of work. Yeah, and just studies have shown, you know, over and over and over that when people are depressed or in a slump, and again, you know, difficult, having difficulty being motivated, being of service, volunteering, doing something, having a greater purpose, um, helps lift us out of that. And we can have a greater purpose, as you've stated, Andy, right where we are in our work day. It doesn't have to be volunteering at the homeless shelter. It can be, and that can be a part of it, but there's a lot we can do in our jobs around our attitude and what we're contributing that we can be a service and feel that we're making a positive contribution. No, I agree 100%. So, We'll keep talking about this as we come back from the break, and I really want to get into the issue is, what about people who really claim in sales they're just purely money-motivated? I wonder if that's actually a stereotype that rarely exists, Um, but let's talk about that when we come back to Frontline Friday with my special, special guest, Bridget Gleason. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Andy. Connect and Sell is used by sales reps at nearly a 1,000 companies, including hundreds of technology startups and several Fortune 500 companies, to overcome the challenges of getting prospects on the phone. Companies using Connect and Sell grow their revenues faster by enabling their sales reps to have more sales conversations in 90 minutes than they could otherwise achieve in an entire week. 
Connect and Sell can be deployed directly to your sales reps, or you can take advantage of their outbound on-demand service, which delivers qualified prospect meetings scheduled directly on your sales reps' calendars. Visit connectandsell.com to learn more about how Connect and Sell can start filling your pipeline today. And we're back talking about motivation on Frontline Friday. And does money really motivate people purely and solely by itself? I mean, have you ever found something that's really a successful salesperson who is just purely in it for the money? Yeah, I think there are. Like, I want to say no. I want to say no, but I'll tell you, I've met people over the years that seem Mm -hmm. to be pretty money motivated. And that I, maybe because I don't have enough of an overlap with them in terms of interests um, to get to know them too well, because it's not how I'm driven and motivated. But I don't know. I guess I think there are that, that money is a really important factor and it really drives them. And that's where they put a lot of emphasis as it relates to work. Yeah, I mean, that can be their own mission relative to providing for family and so on. Yeah, and it's, I think it's just another motivator. So I think somebody that is really money motivated, what's going to get them is thinking about, okay, 25 more calls is going to get closer to bringing me to X amount of dollars that Mm -hmm. I'm, and I, I guess, Andy, it's, I guess we just need to know what motivates us. And, well, and that's where we go. That's where we go, and that's what we tap into. I, I would tell you, most of the salespeople I know care about money, and it's an important piece of it, but it's not all of it. Yeah, I mean, my experience has been the same. It's a, a small fraction of people are exclusively money motivated, and that for that works for for some of them. It really works. Uh, I'm like you. I've met met some people that way, and they, you know, good for them. I mean, at some point that may change, but you know. It helps serve them and uh, serves them well. But it's really, if you think about, God, what keeps you going sort of day after day after day? It seems like it has to be sometimes a little bit more than that. But interestingly, you know, some of the personality assessment tools that some companies use for hiring salespeople, you know, that's a, that's a key component of some of those is, you know, the money motivation. And to me, it seems like, okay, is that really skewing uh, in the right direction? Well, I think it, I definitely think it can skew. I may have told this story already um, on one, in one of our sessions, Andy, that my very, yeah, it was my very first sales job. Yeah, and by saying session, you make this sound like therapy. It sometimes feels feels like like therapy. therapy. It's our own sales therapy. Okay, I don't know if anybody else. We're renaming the show. I I certainly enjoy being able to talk with you, Andy, about these topics. So my first. So tell me how you feel about that. I know I'm going to lay down on the couch, but my first job interview. I was living in Southern California. The job is in Northern California. I'd flown up for the interview, and. The manager was at, you know, went through the the full interview process, and this was the final interview with the manager. And I, he was asking me, and, and I only know this in retrospect. He was asking me a lot of questions that were trying to get at how many motivated are you, and I failed it. Mm-hmm. I failed it, and it's not that I believe me. I care about nice things, mm-hmm. but I failed it, and he was. Literally standing up, I'm walking out the door, and he said, "So, what are you? Are you staying up here? You're up here in southern, in northern California for the weekend." And I said, "Yeah, I'm actually. I'm running a marathon this weekend. I'm running a marathon tomorrow." 
He said, you're running a marathon? I said, yeah, I'm running a marathon tomorrow. He offered me the job. And he told me after that I was, for him and what he looked for, I didn't fit in terms of the money, but he knew enough to know that somebody that's very disciplined and internally motivated that I can get up and and be on that schedule and and make that work that that's a person that t- tends to do well in sales and he hired me and I and I did well this was at Xerox I, I had a very good career there um, but I thought it was interesting that he had to on the spot reevaluate a very strong bias that he had around what a successful, what the success, a, a, a profile of a successful sales rep looks like. And in his mind at that time, it was, you got to be really money motivated. And he was open enough to think and to explore, okay, I've seen this profile work also, but it, but it's, well, it's not his number one profile. Well, it raises an interesting question. So back when you and I were kids and we were getting into sales and Using the uh, how kids. dinosaurs roamed the earth, right? <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, what was that? When dinosaurs roamed the when earth. When dinosaurs yes. roamed the earth, yes. Yes. Um, yeah, it was pretty explicit from the managers that hired us, and these were field sales jobs, that they wanted us to take on debt. Yeah, They wanted us to <laughs> buy a car. <laughs> they wanted us to do something that was going to keep, because it to them. That was going to motivate us to go out and make those extra calls if we had car payments, if we had you know, house payments, and so on. What's the equivalent today of that? Andy, God, I, this, uh, I remember a manager, I'm in a one-on-one with him, and he looks out his window and he sees an, uh, a relatively recent hire um, pull up in a brand new BMW. And he said, oh my God, that's great, that's great. This is he's and I looked outside and he sees the brand new be exactly what you're saying. And I thought ah, that turned me off. Okay, so what <laughs> well, what, I, is our, I frust- what is I frustrated my first manager because I was driving I may have again may have said this before, I was driving a classic thirteen year old, fourteen well, gosh, fifteen year old big Mercury that I'd gotten from my aunt mm. as my first car. The thing was, thing was about as big as a football field, and the branch manager was mortified by the prospect that I'd be driving that to a prospect's office because, you know, what's the image we're giving off? You know, I have to have this professional image. I need the new small BMW. I need something. And he was so happy when I finally sold that car, but unhappy when I sold it to somebody else in the office. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Andy, that is great. I'm sure he was super frustrated with oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah, he did not like that at all. But I sold it to the top salesperson in the office other than myself. So we're sharing it. It was a success token. So, that is classic. So anyway, what's, what's, what is the equivalent today? I'm trying to think, like, what do, do I have something that I think, oh, or, if, like, yeah, if they I, buy something or, or like, what? Yeah, I mean, is there something that you hear managers, hiring managers do that, that's similar to sort of pressuring people to new salespeople take on debt to uh, you know, make them motivated to make those extra calls? Living in the Bay Area should be enough. That's true. That's I, true. I mean, look at Just rising. Just paying rent, right? Paying rent. I and I don't like it. Like I don't. I. I so I don't like it. 
I don't like it. I don't ha- I don't have anything, but I have to really think outside my own very, very strong bias, if you can't tell it already in my voice, um, against wanting, like, I just, I just don't think that is a motivator in a positive way. I, I think that it, it can give you some short-term motivation, but over the long haul to feel this pressure and stress because you've got, taken on too much debt or responsibility. Um, I'd rather, I'd rather help and encourage individuals to have a healthier, in my opinion, internal motivator than debt. Like I've taken on this debt. I just think you, 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 you put yourself in the position to make a bad choice because you've gotten your up to your eyeballs in debt and okay, something happens at this job and I got to find something else. I'm going to take something. I, I don't like it. Well, I don't either. I just wonder if there was something I, I haven't heard of anything for a long time. So, um, I mean, it's probably been <laughs> two decades at least till I heard the man since I've heard a manager sort of use that. But I was just wondering if you had heard of anything recently. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think it's a, a pointless thing. And I, Obviously, if by, my own, by my own actions, um, you know, I was willing to tweak my manager to show him I thought that was unimportant. So, um, all right. Well, we're going to wrap up here with a request of Accelerate listeners for those people that are loyal listeners of, of this show, Frontline Friday, as well as all the episodes, is we're going to do a show coming up, Bridget and I, special, 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 Bridget, of listener questions. And uh, we may do more than one show if we get enough questions from the listeners. And really what we're looking for is, you know, do you have a specific sales challenge or sales situation or sales management challenge that you've encountered? And, you know, you'd like to ask two in the best, two of the best and brightest minds in sales about this. And uh, hey, That's right. And you know what? And if and we can't, if, if we can't if find them, you and I will so do ourselves. it. Right. Well, I said if we can't find the best and brightest, you and I that's will do right. it instead. That's right. So, um... That's perfect. That's right. <laughs> so, send a, if you have those, send an email to me at andy at zerotimeselling.com. Include your name and a title at a minimum. You don't have to put your company, if, but if you can, if you wish. And just a short description of your situation and the question that you have. And on a future show, when we've gathered enough questions, we will spend the half hour, or I said maybe more, answering them and providing our coaching, our advice, our collective wisdom of, I hate to say how long in sales, to help you solve that issue. Sounds like it'd be fun, right? Love it. I hope everybody, yes, I hope they send them in. Otherwise, it's just you and I recycling and thinking of our own topics. Yeah. I think people should contribute. Don't leave it to us. Yeah, we've got thou- thousands of people. the same peop- thing over and over. Right. Thousands of people out there listening. Surely you've got ideas. Um, or if, alternatively, if you have an idea of a question that you'd like to spend a whole episode on, we'll do that as well. But get your questions together. Send them to me at andy at zerotimeselling.com. And like I said, when we collect enough, we'll put on one or more shows where we answer these questions. And we'll try to make it a regular thing here. So, Bridget, as always, thanks for being here on Frontline Friday. And we look forward to talking to with you next week. And we look forward to everybody else tuning in to us next week as well. Likewise. Have a great one. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guest, visit my website at andypaul.com.